Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Headlocks and Promos, presented by Dual Phoenix Productions, where we talk about everything professional wrestling, past, present, and future. And now, here are your hosts, Draven and Bill. Hey guys, so today we're going to discuss the Dark Order and Retribution. I'm so scared. Right? We're going to talk about what we see them doing right, what seems to be going all wrong. This is Draven the Sledgehammer. Be sure to like and follow us, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Why? They know your voice by now. You don't need to introduce yourself every day. I know, I know. And you forgot to mention the most important thing we have here. Anchor. Anchor's what we use to distribute to all the listening platforms. You are listening to Headlocks and Promos. All right, Billiam. We have had now a year of the Dark Order. And we've had a couple months of retribution. They just recently had their actual first real match. So... Didn't go very well. It did not. It did not. So, let's talk about our initial thoughts on AEW's Dark Order and how they have developed over the last year. The best part was the great hype of waiting for who the leader was going to be. It was months of anticipation. Kept you on the edge of your seat. Yes. Was it going to be Marty Skrull? Is it going to be Brody Lee? Maybe. (laughs) So for months, it was like just anticipation. So much going on in, you know, another industry, other issues. We didn't know when it was going to happen. Finally, it did. But it's been kind of lackluster since then. Like once the big reveal happened, yeah, he had uh, a small little title reign. But it's been pretty lackluster since. No major angles that I've been excited about. They need to do something to spite it up, spice it up. They do. You know what I've been disappointed in is, unfortunately, it's kind of like how WWE does stuff. You yes. get a super strong push, then they pull you back. Yes. And you almost fall into obscurity at times. Yes. They it, give up way too soon. Yes. And, I mean, they have a great talent pool. I just think, which I'll talk on later because I don't want to ruin the moment now, uh-huh. but I think I think they need like an, a, sh- a shot of adrenaline. They have Brody Lee. They have amazing guys in Evil Uno, uh, Stu Grace, and Alex Reynolds, John Silver. They have the amazing Anna Jay. <laughs> and then clearly, like Colt Cabana does not belong. Oh, so God. I'm, so I'm very curious to how the whole – Colt Cabana thing's going to play out. Like, I didn't think it was going to last this long. But, I mean, honestly, for me, the hype up to the leader being introduced was the best part of it. And it's kind of been lackluster since. So, that's kind of the boat I'm in right now with the Dark Order. I'm waiting for the next awesome thing to happen with this group. Maybe it's the whole COVID thing that's kind of thrown off the angling and the booking for all this. That could be, but 
they they just have to do something because it is such a good faction, a good stable that can help keep moving AEW up the ranks and beating WWE NXT on Wednesday nights. They got to do something. They really have to do something because almost becoming stale. It's like very, when very. NWO had too many members, which sorry, but they do. I love Brody Lee. They're coming along slow. They're yes. not pushing these. There's not a steady push. It's like an ebb and flow. Yes. And you can't have that because you're going to lose your momentum and people aren't going to give a crap after that. Right. And headlockers, I can say a lot more here, but then I'm going to cut off what I would be saying later. So I'm just going to stop it here. Hand it over to Billiam. Billiam. How about WWE's retribution? Ooh, yeah. What have you seen with them over the last couple of months that you like, dislike? What do you want to talk about today? Well, they started out strong. I mean, these guys showed up like the shield from all parts of the arena, which was so awesome. As of late, unfortunately, they're getting relegated to mid-card status and... I fear by the end of the year or even by uh, Survivor Series, these guys are going to be gone because they're not really pushing them anymore like they did. And I know it's not a lot of top stars. They're burying them already. Look what happened the other night. Yeah, you don't build a stable like this to come out and lose in their first match, especially straight up where he tapped out. You don't do that. Oh, Bobby Lashley, yeah. Bobby Lashley made him tap out. They, well, hell, on Raw. Yeah. Bray Wyatt kicked yeah. some ass. Yes. And he, he was by himself. He, all he had was Alexa Bliss. Right. And he, that was basically, they sacrificed all the buildup with Retribution to turn the Fiend face, is what they did. Exactly. So it was all this months of chaos and storyline buildup. Oh, just, just to turn ass kicking. From everywhere. Yes. That was, oh, when they came out, you were like, oh my God, who are these guys? And you know what? Don't unmask. Yeah. I mean, maybe Ali Mustafa, since you're the leader, but everybody else, keep your mask on. (laughs) It just, it it builds the anticipation for the group up. Yes. It makes them more charismatic and you like them more. Whereas... You know as well as I do what <laughs> happened to Rey Mysterio after Kevin Nash beat oh, him. Oh, yeah. One yep. of the first things, Kevin Nash was like, put the mask back yes, on. Yes, put the mask back on. Because it ruined it. He looked like a 12-year-old. Yeah, I mean, for me, whenever these guys started showing up, it was like... It was like a we, gang. It, it was. and But they, they, they didn't have the plan in place yet, and they let them start rolling out. So it was like, who's all these little people? Because you'd see them like, in the ring, and it's like... Man, those people aren't even over like five foot five. Like, well, what's oh. up with this? So it's like, who's all these? Who are all these little people? You know, is it some of Tazawa's ninjas? And then it's <laughs> that's like, what I was thinking. And then it's like, oh god, is this a, yet another repackage of Mojo Rawley? Is this oh. yet another repackage of Bo Dallas? It's like I'm so hopeful that WWE does not mess this up. And so far, I was kind of excited, but then I was really let down. Wah, wah, Monday wah. night, it's like, are they going to kill it? Fortunately, fortunately, after the loss, Mustafa Ali was able to cut a killer promo to help re-elevate their status that, hey, we're not going to win every match. We're here for one reason, and that's to bring the chaos. Chaos. So that's my stance. 
<laughs> I think they just got to unbury themselves and WWE's just got to play it right. No, it's not them. It's the writers. It's the the people well, who yeah, make yeah. the show. They they could be so much more. And you know how corny and corporate WWE gets. Right. They, they Vince gets a bug in his butt. Yeah, but you, you got that prick guy that writes our script for us, and we don't listen to anything he tells us. We never follow the script. Well, we don't work for WWE. <laughs> We're our own entity. We are. <laughs> yeah. We are. Come try to tell us what to do. See what happens. Moving on. (laughs) Poll question number one. On March 18th, 2020, AEW had its first empty arena show due to the global pandemic. What city was that show supposed to be in? All right, moving on. So, Billiam, which of these two factions has the has the chance to be the most influential over the next year or two years. Oh, that's super easy. Even though I like retribution, dark order, hands down, AEW gives them the freedom to be able to soar and do what they want. They don't have a script like retribution does, unfortunately for retribution. Yes. They're just, I mean, look what happened last night. Right. With Jericho and... MJF. Yes. I I actually thought that they were <laughs> lip syncing at first. And nope. I'm like, no, that's their real voices. That was yes, so good. It was. It was amazing. Oh, I laughed my butt off. <laughs> because you don't ever see something like no, that. No, you don't. It reminded me of the 90s. Yes. Yes. One of the rock segments or even Stone Cold's where it nothing was set up. They no. just said, go out there, say what you got to say, do what you got to do. And of course... Jericho and MJF already rehearsed this because they knew the song by heart, (laughs) but still. They were in sync. The showgirls. The showgirls. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. (laughs) And they didn't – I don't remember seeing it. I didn't watch the show. I watched a video Mm -hmm. after. But did they have a picture of the stakes with their pictures seared into them? Yes. That was beforehand to kind of sell the whole idea. That was awesome. It was. How cool would it be to have that brand of Jericho? (laughs) I know you want it. Oh, yeah. You probably already tried to contact AEW about purchasing. Yeah, and and if uh, headlockers out there have not seen what we're talking about, just go to our Facebook page. Trust me. Go watch it. it. Yes. You're going to laugh your butt off because it's not something you'll see on any wrestling show. No. And it is pure gold. Some people are going to hate it. Yeah, there, like, there will be. Um, who's that guy that cleans our toilets? What's his name? The janitor? Yeah, I don't think he liked it. No, he didn't. No. No, yeah. but, it, what, but, it, he but if he would have been in Jericho's shoes, he would have loved it. Oh, my God. Well, that's because he <laughs> has a weird man obsession. crush. Yeah, yes, obsession, obsession is a better good, word. Yes. You're exactly right. Yeah. All right, Billiam, I I agree with you 100%. I have to go with the Dark Order because WWE cannot handle a stable or faction. They are going to mess up Retribution. I fear that they're going to mess up the Hurt Business. Oh, I I, hope not. I'm hopeful that it happens to be like New Day and it gets to work. New Day got played a little long. I enjoy it. They, They put on a great live show. 
Yeah. They did. Yeah. Um, and I know you still have some bootios up in your cupboard. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. What a what, <laughs> what better way to start the day than a bowl of bootios? Right? <laughs> Go to bed with some bootios, wake up with some bootios. It's Wait, the life. Is the door open or closed? Closed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now back on the topic. WWE usually drops the ball. So by default, I have to go with Dark Order. Even though, even though over the past two months, I've been so hyped about what can happen with Retribution. I know through history, it's not going to turn into the shield. Wah, the, the, wah, writing, wah. the writing, the storytelling has been horrible the last few years. It's been frustrating as a fan. I'm not dogging WWE. I'm still a huge fan. I still tune in every week. Ah, guys, we got to pick it up some. Please. All right. So going forward, Billiam, what are some tweaks or changes you would like to see made in the coming months to help give either or of these stables some staying power to give them some momentum going forward? What would you like to see done? I would like to see WWE calm down, pump the brakes, take a step back, give retribution the freedom to grow. Let these guys yeah, they're NXT guys that yeah. right as of now, mid-carters at best, but as a team, they could be the next shield. Like you said, they cause chaos. Yes. And that works in wrestling. It does. It works very well. You have five, six different guys, girls coming from different angles of coming out of the stadium. Yes. And you don't know where they're coming from. And, and you're, 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 you're in the ring with somebody? After. No, exactly. Right. Exactly. They they just WWE fails to where they don't give their wrestlers the freedom like AEW does. And right. like they actually used to when they had their best ratings ever. Yes. Attitude era? Yep. Nobody had a script. Nope. Stone Cold didn't. Undertaker didn't. Kurt Angle didn't. My boy The Rock didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Val Venus didn't. <laughs> All right, for me. I actually want to touch on both what I think can happen because earlier I had mentioned I didn't want to go too far with what I had to say about the Dark Order. But now you're going to? Now I'm going to. Now's the moment. Okay, everybody. Now's the time to go take a pee break or a nap. (laughs) Okay, so what I think they need to do is they need to develop a hardcore tag team out of the group. So either, either, let me look at my notes here. Good idea. They need to get either... Out of the combination of Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Alex Reynolds, or John Silver, one, two, three, or four, they need to get a tag team of those two consistently together and consistently put them over. This one week you lose, one week you win. Next week it's a different group. Stop it. Yes. If creative doesn't think that those guys – then you got to pull more guys in to do the tag team. And then you have Brody Lee who can be that heavyweight champion. He can be that TNT champion. We need that other singles guy that's just a little bit beneath Brody Lee that can set himself apart right now. Like an intercontinental champion. Exactly. Right now we have Alan Angels, Preston Vance, Colt Cabana. Not doing it for me. We need to get someone else in. Colt Caborn is more like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just need someone else to be that 
high-end mid-card guy that can really help Brody Lee carry this thing. Because honestly, right now, for me, as far as the storyline and in-ring work, he's carrying it for me. Aside from Anna J, I digress. All right, now for Retribution, dude, you guys got to start winning some matches. I, I know it probably wasn't on your guys' watch to lose your first match. Some matches, they've only had one. Right. But... WWE, you have built this up. You have to let them be dominant. Yes, don't knock them down. You need to split it, the, split the feud with the Hurt Business. If that's how you're going to play it, you got to have them lose one week, win the next, to carry this along, and then angle them up with someone else that they can really pummel. Well, and do it in different ways to where not that many people are looking bad. Right, Always have a cheap shot or something yes, just so both sides exactly, look strong because, because both factions are awesome. As we've touched on, very first week, taps out. Mm, uh, that hurts. Yeah, not a good look. No. So I think they lost a lot of mojo with that. And if they do not handle it appropriately, it's going to be rest in peace. peace. question number two. Which of the current members of WWE's Retribution held a top title in TNA, and which title was it? All right. Uh, now that we've gotten up and stretched a little bit and awake again, Billiam, you seem to know more about the Retribution side of things. I have more knowledge on Dark Order, so let's go ahead and rank them. Oh, okay. First, I'm going to name all the members. And I'm not really going to delve into their personal rankings. I'm going to rank them as a group because, let's face it, they had one match. And unfortunately, Shane Thorne got tapped out. (laughs) So that doesn't really say much individually. But you have the leader, Mustafa Ali, who we just found out is the hacker. He was. I was pretty surprised to find that out. I thought it was somebody different, and I'm not going to say who who I thought it was right now. That will 
come out in a I later want, episode. I'm wondering if I've got the same guy. You might. You might. But other uh, other members, Shane Thorne, like I said, Mr. Tap Out, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, which unfortunately she's not with them anymore. But you also have Dio Madden and Dominic Dijakovic. 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 Uh, tomato, tomato, calm down. Dijakovic. Who are you to correct me? Didn't you drop out of school in ninth grade? Tenth grade. Get it right. Oh, <laughs> one more year. <laughs> anyway. I got the credits to prove it. I'm going to rank credits. What, your uh, like, GED? No, like three points for going in tenth grade. <laughs> <laughs> three points? You yeah. mean credits? Yeah. Jeez credits. Louise. Yeah, credits. All right. Where, where's my phone? Christina, can we get somebody <laughs> qualified over here? What's going on? You hear this guy? I don't even know if he can tie his shoes. Are those? Oh, no. Those, no, they, are, those are slip-ons. Yeah, slip-on boots. <laughs> no, they're not Velcro today, huh? No, no, <laughs> no Velcro today. Okay. Oh. All right. So, as a team, all we see them doing is jumping people. So, I'm going to give them a five. Tag team match didn't tell me much. Their promos, five. They could be better. Mustafa Ali is actually good on the mic, which is refreshing yeah it's nice because there's so many guys that go out there and they're just they're like i am going to beat you up i will put you in headlock (laughs) i'm going to pin you one two three i'm just glad they don't have them doing some stupid middle eastern gimmick oh that was horrible their overall look i'm gonna give them an eight i like the masks i didn't like it that they unmasked i wish they had kept the mystery Mm mm-hmm but they do. I mean, they have a good look. They could go so much farther than the mid card. They could make these guys that are relatively unknown to the average wrestling fan. I mean, the hardcore fans know, know who, exactly they who they are. Yeah, yeah. they're NXT guys. But they could, uh, God, they could be so. They could go so much farther if they would just give them a little bit of freedom to grow and do their thing. Now that being said. What about the Dark Order over there, Mr. AEW? All right. For the Dark Order, I've broken it up into four groups. Oh, God. Four lists. <laughs> the man of a thousand and four list. <laughs> I've got Dark Order members one through four. I have Brody Lee. I have Anna J. And then what I have labeled the bums. Headlocks for numbers one through four. Six. Promos. Four overall look six. Now on to Brody Lee headlocks seven. Amazing big dude in the ring. Awesome promos six seven. I think he can do better. Um, little disappointed with uh, some of what he's had to say. It's been kind of more of a you know some people have taken it as a mockery of Mister McMahon. I think he could do way better than what he has done with some of it, but that may not be on him. I don't know. He's growing into what he's doing, though. He is. But he he is is definitely the Mr. McMahon character. Yes. So overall look, I give him a seven. I loved him with the Wyatt family. I love him with the Dark Order. Has an amazing look. Has an amazing beard, too. Right, right. Anna Jay. Anna Jay, I gave her six on headlocks. Promos. I I, I need to hear more. I'm... I'm, Uh -uh. I'm just not going to rank her. I'm 
going to come back to that at a later Question date. mark. Question mark. <laughs> Overall look, seven. She's she's amazing uh, looking woman. Good physique. She's all right. Yeah. Now. Are we doing all 38 members? All right. So now on to my list. The bums. Let's see here. The bums consist of Alan Angels, Preston Vance, and Colt Cabana, and then the like 52 other guys that are in the Dark Order that don't do anything. Headlocks, three. Promos, two. On a sunshiny day, three. Overall look, three. I don't, um, I'm not liking Colt Cabana just because of his name. I like Colt Cabana, just not in the Dark Order. Like he's a. He's a. I figured you would. Yeah. He, he, he's a. Cheery, happy guy who can be a really good heel at times, but mm -mm, not the Dark Order. Not working. Let's move on. Let's talk about, we have had many factions over the years, Billiam. How do you feel the Dark Order and Retribution resemble the most and why? Well, for the Dark Order, I'm going to have to say they remind me of the Ministry of Darkness. Boom! They yes. have one leader, Mr. Brody Lee, a.k.a. Undertaker in Ministry of Darkness. Yep. And then, sorry guys, they have a bunch of jabronis that are just, <laughs> they, have a, they have a couple guys called the Creepers that all they do is help them beat people up and nobody knows who they are. Right, yes. I just... I like it. There's too many guys. It's starting to feel like the NWO yes, when they had, yes. when they started bringing in uh, Michinoko. Conan didn't belong in the black and white. He was a wolf pack guy. Yeah. I'll give him that. But they still shouldn't have had two factions. No. It should have been five, six, seven guys tops. That's it. And they just, they got too big. Yeah, once they hit 55, it was too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They can't drive 55. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. So for Retribution, I'm going to compare them to the NWO. Yep. They and the Shield just because of their entrance. Yes. The Shield came in from different ways. All three came in from different ways. So do these also guys. Also kind of like the tactical gear look. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. They both were black. Oh crap! <laughs> but they, I mean, they were they were a, a renegade rogue group mm -hmm. who just came in to cause chaos. NWO was more vocal. Of Way course, more they vocal. had they had at first three of the top speakers you could have. I mean, Hogan went on rant. <laughs> Nobody ever said he was the best speaker. He might have been the longest speaker ever yes, because yes. he went on some rants that were he just. Did. Oh. Yeah. Talk about going to the bathroom break when the professor talks. Hogan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because when you get there or when you leave to go to the bathroom and by the time you get back, he's still going to be asking you about the 24-inch pythons. <laughs> yes. And if you want to ride on his back because he'll either swim or he'll lift you all the way <laughs> to win. Yeah. I mean, that's I. That's who I attribute those to. They, they, they're not carbon copies. They're their own. Yes. But... I think the Dark Order is more of like the Ministry than Retribution is of NWO or the Shield, just because it's so many people. They have one leader. Yes, and and, and there is such a huge gap between the leader and, and the, everybody else. Everybody else, there's such a huge gap. Yeah. All right, for me, uh, Dark Order. Here's the three words I think of: mythical, 
darkness, call it light. I have to compare them to exactly as you said, the ministry of darkness with a little bit of the brood with a little bit of the dungeon of doom. Dungeon of doom. How so? They have no silly, goofy characters like them. Like your secretly favorite wrestler, the Yeti. No, it was Brutus Barber Beefcake. That's your, the boogeyman? Yeah. The, the booty bo- man. The booty I'm man. sorry. He probably was the boogeyman too. <laughs> how many How many uh, gimmicks did that guy have? Um, but yeah, just because of like the setup, it's a, it's some has-beens, wannabes. Yeah. Eh. So that's kind of where I make that stretch. Then for retribution, the three words I have are chaos, anarchy, and war. Yes. Compare it to, as you said, spot on the shield. The NWO, the only thing I have to add to that is the Nexus. Whenever they came out, caused all kinds of chaos and ruckus. Retribution. Good call. I forgot about those guys. Yeah. And they were it's pretty again, unforgettable. It's a bunch of guys that were <laughs> kind of moving up in, in, in the company and, well, trying to move up in the company and brought them up on the main stage probably a little too early. Oh, definitely too early. Wade Barrett's the only guy who really made it, wasn't he? Yeah, him. Heath Slater. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. 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 Bray Wyatt. Oh, you mean uh, Husky Harris. Husky Harris. God, I'm so glad he grew his hair out and worked out a little bit. Yeah. Jeez Louise, that was a bad gimmick. That was I feel bad. How are you going to do that to Mike Rotunda's son? I don't know. Your former WWF tag team champion. Don't know. And and former accountant for the WWF. Yes, yes. Erwin R. Scheister. (laughs) (laughs) Poll answer number one. Brody Lee's hometown of Rochester, New York. He made his AEW debut as Dark Order's Exalted One at show. All right, Billiam. I'm kind of surprised you haven't given me a hard time much today. Do you really think we can compare the Dark Order to the Ministry of Darkness, the Brood, and the Dungeon of Doom, and then the Retribution to the Shield, NWO, and the Nexus? Well, yes and no. They share some attributes of those teams, and they are different in their own right. The Dark Order, to me, they, they're bigger than the Brood. They're kind of like the Brood because they're a little bit mysterious. Mm-hmm. I don't get the Dungeon of Doom thing other than how many people are in it because they were so cartoonish. And I think that's kind of where I get it is you've got like the average Joes that just kind of fill in space. Right, but they're not wearing silly outfits. Kamala's not in it. What was the the Grand Wizard? Is that his name? Yeah. He had talcum powder all over him and he was wearing a diaper. Kevin Sullivan, Brutus Beefcake. The Taskmaster. Yeah, the Taskmaster. Okay, yeah. Earthquake might have been in that as the shark. The shark. He might have been. I can't remember. I feel so bad for that guy. He was an honest-to-goodness tough guy, and they- Made him a joke. Yeah. A big joke. I am not a shark. I'm a man. <laughs> well, hey, how about after that? Golga in the WWF. Right. That was that, that was worse than the shark. The Do you know the reason they did that? Is because he had lost so much weight since he had been the earthquake, they did not think that he could get back over his earthquake again. So they put a mask on him. He was still big. I yeah. knew who he was. Yeah. 
So did I. Wow. But they thought that it wouldn't get over because he was not as big as he had been before. Well, he could have been maybe a 2.2 Magnum yeah. earthquake. All right. I have to compare Retribution to NWO the Sh- or The Shield. I know you said the Nexus earlier. I kind of see that, but The Shield and NWO, they were more hardcore. They were more... They drew fans that they normally wouldn't have drawn. Right. Like the Nexus, they were all clean-shaven, nice guys. You want some hair on the face. You want some bad guys in your group. And you already know the Shield and NWO had both. They were badasses, and they did what they wanted. Retribution comes in, I've said it before, from all angles. All areas of the arena, and you don't know where they're coming from. Heck, I even think one night I saw some guy come from under the ring when everybody else (laughs) came from around. I wouldn't be surprised. No. And I mean, that is such a shield move, although there was only three in the shield and there's five in retribution. NWO, the same thing. They would come down. They were always, they had their numbers and they were going to destroy whatever they came in contact with. Now, that being said, what say you, Mr. Cornhammer? Of course, I agree with all my answers. But the only thing I can really add to it after sitting here and thinking about it is... Hold on one second. You've agreed with all my answers tonight. Wow. I know. I'm starting to feel a little queasy. Don't don't like me that much. What's Don't he agree cleaning? with me that much. What's he cleaning these floors with? <laughs> now we're smelling his chemicals. <laughs> Look how shiny they are, though. Beautiful. Good job, Mr. Janitor. Kudos to you. But the only thing that I have to add is, sitting here thinking about it, is we mentioned cult-like. And we can't talk about cults without talking about the straight-edge society. It was okay. A little lackluster. Yeah, so straight-edge society... I don't know if it was more of a WWE mistake or CM Punk mistake, the combination of butting the heads or what, but it was a cult, but it was kind of disappointing, a little lackluster. It was very lackluster, especially from their leader. I mean, he might be a decent wrestler, but did you see what happened to him when he tried to go into MMA? Yep, we all did. Got his ass handed to him. Many, t- uh, not many, every time. Yeah. yeah. He got beat up he's, to a pulp. He's a really, really good wrestler. A really good professional wrestler. Probably if I did a list of like top 25, he might make it. Might. But he's great on the mic. I'll give him that. One of the best ever on the mic. I'll give him that's about all. He can talk. Yeah, he, he his can. promos are good. If, he, if I rank the top 25, he would probably come in at number 78 for me. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, on to the next uh, topic at hand. We have to. I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna take over now. Okay. Okay. Because you know we got to assume WWE brought Retribution in to offset what was going on in AEW with the Dark Order, just like they did back in the day when WCW had NWO. And guess what? Their two best friends that were still in WWF, Hunter (laughs) Hearst Helmsley and Shawn Michaels, started their own little faction called dx guess what there was three of them triple h's girlfriend at the time china they did the it's it's like they're going along the same path 
and I liked both, but I was more NWO. I just Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall at that time, you couldn't find three hotter wrestlers except for The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. And they they weren't in any factions at that time. The Rock was already done with the Nation of Domination. They both were funny in their own ways, in different ways. I mean, you remember, they both did the skits where yes. NWO dressed up as the Four Horsemen, <laughs> which was awesome. Oh, and then poor Sid Vicious. Oh, that was that might have been the worst one out of them all. You are half the man that I am, <laughs> and I have half the brain that you do. Oh, the, he didn't even realize what he said. No, he had no clue. Kevin Nash lost it. And, as soon as he said it, Kevin Nash lost it. Do you remember, though, what I'm talking about? Yes, when he dressed yes. up as Sid with the, yes, the, the jutting big, chin out? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It looks so bad. And then NWO did it. With the Nation of Domination and the best one out of DX that. DX did it with the Who did I say? You said NWO. Oh, DX no. Did DX it. did yes. it for the Nation of Domination. Sorry, I got my... Uh, You're getting excited. Yeah. We get passionate talking about pro wrestling. I love it. But they did uh, X-Pac. Yes, they did. Dressed up. <laughs> yes. And he was the best. He was Ms. Ark. Mark Henry. Yes. Gosh, that was, those were awesome times. All right, they were allowed to say what they want to say, do what they want to do. The attitude error was amazing it was. because you and I were already adults, but it was a more adult-driven time than not like today where it's PG or PG-13. You were an adult. I was barely a teenager. Oh, that's <laughs> we, we funny. Had, it, we, we had very different perspectives on it, but we kind of agree on a lot of <laughs> regards to it. Anywho... <laughs> You're just still mad that Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. <laughs> All right. Um, I liked both. I Like I said, I'm more NWO, but they were both great. The one guy I did not like in DX, Jesse James. Really? He was a good talker. He looked like you or I on the street. Well, yeah. And he was not, he wasn't that great of a wrestler. No. He wasn't. He was he was the mouthpiece though. He Billy was. Gunn was the badass and the good wrestler. Yes. Jesse James was all about the vocals and being a mouthpiece. And uh getting in and out of the van all the equipment for Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Yep. J A Double R E Double T J E wait. No, I said J E double F. J-A-R-R-E-T-T, double J, Jeff Jarrett, with his stupid blinking hat and glasses. Oh, God. I great. I wanted someone to stomp that thing. Oh, my God. I hated that. He's the best in the world. Remember the music? Oh, God. That was corny. I greatly disliked Jeff Jarrett until the tribute show for Owen Hart. I got respect for him then. Yep. Before that, I had so much disdain for the guy. All right. I told you what I like. Where were you at with these guys? All right. So I was not really an NWO guy until Brett joined and Sting did the whole Wolfpack thing. I was not a fan of the NWO. I was not a fan of 
Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, even as Diesel and Razor Ramon, I was not fans of them. You, how could you not be a fan of Razor Ramon? Oh, I was a fan of his vignettes, but as far as just a wrestler, eh. What? Yeah. Was not a fan of Razor. Do you know he was supposed to beat Bret Hart, but he graciously let Bret Hart keep the belt for business reasons? Well, that makes sense. Not really. He may, he would have made a better champion than Brett because Dude. he already had gold. You remember what he used to say? Oh, yeah. He hey, Chico, something happened to this gold. Something going to happen to you. Yeah. So I was not a fan. The whole started from the NWO. It just, I mean, I'd get excited when someone would leave or get turned on or something would happen. Like, you know, them trying to pull in a uh, DDP and get, get turned on. This is a wrestling show. And a family show. Calm yourself down. <laughs> You're unreal. Anyways, back to topic. <laughs> when someone like DDP would come to the ring and, yeah, I'll join. Yeah, I'm kidding. That was awesome. Yes, that was cool. Other than that, just never did it for me. Uh, got a little excited when Brett joined. Was like, okay, if he's going to do it, I'll get behind him a little bit. But it was still a big... Um, well, you caught it at the very end if you liked it then because they were already trash. a year and a half into it yeah. by the time he joined. You yeah. missed the best part. Well, no, I, I followed it then, but I didn't like it until... Don't lie. Yeah. Like I said, staying in the Wolfpack was really kind of when I got excited about the NWO and I never had a black and white NWO shirt, but once the Wolfpack came about, I got me a Wolfpack shirt. I used to have a white and black one. I have no idea what happened to it. Yeah. I still have my Powers of Pain t-shirt. You do. Thanks to you, buddy. You do. That you do. (laughs) But I just thought it was too much over the top every week. It's like, okay, there's no one left in this company that's not in the NWO. There's no one left to beat up. There's no good angles left to be had. That's kind of why I got bored with it. Like At first, I'm like, okay, they can probably do good with this. I wasn't a fan uh, of it, of them. But then, like, I was kind of hopeful, like, hey, if they do this right, it'll be entertaining. And some of it was funny. I laughed a lot. But nowhere near as much as I laughed about DX. DX was funny as hell. Set them free. Set them free. (laughs) Seriously, even though I was a big Hart Foundation fan, a big Bret Hart fan, even though I knew some of the bullcrap going on in the drama, I still enjoyed watching DX. I laughed a lot. And still, I'll go back and watch some of the stuff, and it's just mindless humor you can watch and laugh all over again. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels and Triple H standing at the podium and talking about things we can't say on USA. That was great. That was epic. That was great. Um, just some of the dumb stuff they did in the ring. Even, heck, even whenever Triple H and Shawn Michaels got back together many, many, many years later and did the whole angle with the Spirit Squad they did a lot of stuff that was funny. It was kind of immature at the time, but it's like, okay, it's funny. It's worth a laugh, but yeah, more of a DX guy than an NWO guy. Well, once again, you're wrong, but it's all good. Hey, I'm doing good. If this episode, this is the first time I'm wrong all episode and we're in I'm the home stretch. Kind of shocked, right? We've done good this episode. I've done good this episode. I've done good this episode. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. You're not quite there yet, but almost. We're we'll, going to get you, though. We'll there. get there. We'll get there. Whole answer number two. On April 15, 2016, 
Jade, better known as WWE's Mia Yim, defeated Madison Rain and Gail Kim to become the TNA Knockouts Champion. It was the beginning of her only reign with the belt. We talk professional wrestling, past, present, and future. Future. Today we discussed the Dark Order and Retribution. What are their pros, the cons, and their impact on the wrestling world today? We want to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Well, I want to thank myself for being such a trooper. My back is killing me from carrying you week after week. I just, I want to give it to myself. Big props to me for. (laughs) You would. Well, it's my podcast. Why wouldn't I? I just want to thank myself for being so awesome and bringing all of my millions and millions of billion fans the wrestling knowledge that they so deserve week after week. And my 14 corn hammers, baby. (laughs) We will see you for more headlocks and promos next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Anchor. Oh, and every week I got to remind you this. Don't forget the email address because there are many ladies out there that want to get a hold of me. And I know my fans want to ask me questions. Feel free. Send any and everything into headlocks and promos at gmail.com. And any of my 14 fans, you can do the same. I think you went down to 10 after this episode. I gained four more. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all ladies. And tribute to Double J, Jeff Jarrett. We will do this. That's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. H-E. A D L O C K S the letter N P R O M O S at gmail.com. See you when I see ya.